0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com. It's episode number 300 and something, and it's a road trip to Captain Marvel! Welcome
1: to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. (laughs) Strangers.
0: Say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien?
1: The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Palmer. Versus versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God?
0: The very first thing that God did so why is he why? was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. And we're in the van. I've got four kids with me. Say hi, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Way to commit to the joke. And I'm also here with Evan. Hello. And I'm Ben. Ben Avery. I'm in a van. I'm starting to drive. And we are on our way to a movie. And uh, the movie is Captain Marvel. And I'm handing off the microphone because I'm driving now.
1: Yes, on the way to the Captain Marvel movie. It's a big one because it's a Marvel movie. And all the Marvel movies are big ones because we care about them, unlike some other movies that we go see. And
0: unlike some other people who want to see this movie fail because apparently Brie Larson is a raging feminist who says that um, she doesn't necessarily care what 40-year-old white men have to say about movies.
1: Mm. Oh, wow. There's a car that has lots of comic book posters on its doors. That's neat. Ben is taking a detour so we can get a closer look at the car. Wow. Look at it's that. all Spider-Man. Spider-Man That's kind of cool.
0: Superman versus Spider-Man. Spider-Man versus Dracula. Marvel zombies. Wow.
1: Spider-Man interior. Look at the can you see the interior? It's got the the door paneling is Spider-Man. The seats are Spider-Man. He has the Spider-Man logo on the windshield. He has a Spider-Man bobblehead. And it looks like a custom. Spider-Man thing is on the hood. It
0: would be a lot a lot better if uh, we were going to see a Spider-Man movie, but Spider-Man's not going to be in this movie. It's
1: the same color scheme though. Red and and blue. It's
0: true. It's true. So <laughs> we Anyway, back to Brie Larson. I'm amazed how many people are just so angry at her. And I was looking it up to see like what did she do to make all of these people so mad about what she said? And then I looked up what she said and it was, it was just, uh, yeah, she's, uh, all for equality.
1: (laughs) How dare she?
0: It's goofy. It's really goofy. I'm, I started down this rabbit hole that I just did not want to go down. Just how the extreme response to her, her comments about, you know, wrinkle in time she doesn't care what 40 year old white reviewers say about this movie she
1: was she in a wrinkle in time
0: no no
1: because i hated that movie a lot
0: (laughs) i haven't seen it but yeah anyway it just it's really interesting to see this kind of response to we hate this movie because she's in it and you know what is it uh Rotten Tomatoes had to change some of the things the ways that you can do things with like choosing to say I'm excited about, you know, the movie that are coming up because people were trying to review bomb uh Rotten Tomatoes before seeing the movie. So, yeah, there there's just all these angry not going to see this movie. But we're going. We're going. We're going to go.
1: <laughs> all right, so histories with the character um, my first real exposure to Captain Marvel was in the Kingdom Come graphic novel. I read that when I was a kid and that was the first time cause he fights Superman in that. And so this was the first time that I, that I, I really, it. I get it. <laughs> what's the joke? I don't see what's funny. Yeah.
0: My first exposure was, um, I'm not going to go there. Cause it's really obscure. There is another obscure captain Marvel character who says a magic word and then his arms and legs and head can detach from his body and fly out and do stuff and then come back. Wow. Yeah. So I think that was like right in between like uh, trademark ownership of, or something. But, um, yeah. So what's your real exposure with this character?
1: Well, I haven't had much, actually. I think the first time I really paid attention to stuff she was in was in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes uh, animated series, which is a great animated series, unlike Marvel's The Avengers animated series, which was done by Disney after they bought the show, which was not a good show. Um, This is the other one, the good one. And she was in there. Uh, I don't really remember too much about it though. Other than that, I, re- I saw her in a couple of video games and I just didn't pay attention because she just seemed like a knockoff character. This is back when she was, um, Ms. Marvel and not Captain Marvel. But then I read her in, uh, Civil War II. So I like the character. I like her powers. I just don't, uh, she hasn't been real front and center in my comic reading or my Marvel experience.
0: So my first experience with Captain Marvel was in eighth grade, and my friend brought into school the death of Captain Marvel, graphic novel. And that was the first character that Marvel had named Captain Marvel, but his name happened to be Marvell.
1: Yes, and I was exposed to him in the Ultimate Universe. So I think and I think that was the earliest, even before the Carol Danver's character.
0: My second exposure to Captain Marvel was Monica Rambeau. And that was because I saw a number one comic book issue on the stands. It was Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, who was actually a member of the Avengers. It was, I don't know if it was the beginning of a series for her, uh, but she had light based powers. She's actually in this movie. Um, She's uh, the character anyway. I don't know if she's going to have any powers. I'm, I'm assuming not, but um I actually believe now, uh, that this issue seemed more like, I, I think that it actually was more of a, a trademark, um, hold It's like, we have to publish something with this name on it so we can keep that trademark rather than a, uh, uh, like a new series. Cause I haven't seen anything else from that, that series, but that one issue was, it was a oversized issue. It was a long story and. Um, Yeah, so that was maybe ninth grade when that happened. And then then there's Ms. Marvel, who's just kind of been around in my comic book reading all through reading Marvel Comics. Until recently, though, with uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick's run, where they relaunched a new issue one, Captain Marvel. It's this character um, who we're going to be seeing on the screen here. Great comic book fun run really really just a fun fun book to read and I highly recommend it she is not on the series anymore uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick is not on the series anymore and I have not read anything from any other writers so but that's that's my exposure to the character and I think that this character that we're going to see in the movie here owes a lot to the characterization from from that run of comics from what little I've seen in trailers and stuff.
1: Cool. And so this is going to be for me, like for the most part, uh, seeing a brand new character, I know almost nothing about, I know just a tiny bit about her origin, but other than that, like her personal life, uh, the character arc she takes in the comics, I know nothing about that. Um,
0: well, but if they follow the Marvel tradition, that is, they have the storyline that they kind of get inspired Buy, but then they don't actually do it you know like civil war was not the comic book right. civil war
1: but still like i know a vague thing about her origin and that's it you know and i kind of know what she can do with her powers um so i'm looking forward to seeing a, a marvel movie because i think this is really the first one well no, guardians of the galaxy i knew nothing about guardians of the galaxy whatsoever so this will be one of those where i'm just going in blind
0: Yeah. um, So the other thing we know is that this is who Sam Jackson as Fury and Maria Hill uh, were calling at the end of Infinity War.
1: Yes. And it'll be really cool because we're going to get to see some more behind the shield, behind the shield, behind the scenes stuff with S.H.I.E.L.D and uh, maybe a little bit more world building that'll back up some of the things we've seen in the movies and the TV show. Coulson's going to be here. Yeah.
0: Coulson and Fury from the 90s. So this is early in their... Earlier, rather, in their career. I just read something. I don't know if this is true, but Sam Jackson, I guess, is 70? Wow. <laughs> wow! So- <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. I do know he's in the new uh, Shaft movie that's coming out. So they have a new character... That's going to play his son, and then he's still playing Shaft as Richard Roundtree's son, who was the original Shaft from the seventies. Um, but uh, and Richard Roundtree is going to be in it too. I think I'm getting the names right, but yeah, uh, seventy.
1: It's crazy. They I just saw uh, an article today. That he has shot down rumors that there was going to be a Nick Fury show on the Disney Plus, oh. but uh, he didn't shut it down like it's never going to happen. He just said he hadn't been approached. So that would be cool if uh, we got something like that.
0: Well, there was a rumor going around where people were asking like uh, something, something to Jeff Loeb or whatever about um, not Jeff Loeb. He's a TV guy. Um, Kevin Feige. About uh, what these shows are going to be, and he mentions something about like uh, be like Agents of Shield done right or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they said there's going to be a lot more connectivity to the universe. I think.
0: Well, yeah, that's a more more recent interview where they're talking about that. But um, yeah, so anyway, this movie, Captain Marvel. What does this have to do, Evan, for you to enjoy it?
1: It's got to be as good as like Ant Man. I mean, or. Uh... Pssh- I'm trying to think because Ant Man's more of a comedy, and I don't know if this is going to be a comedy. I don't know. I think it's got to be. It's just got to be good. I, I don't know exactly how, how, what to put my finger on because, like I said, I have no attachment to the character whatsoever. It's got to make me uh, laugh. It's got to make me be on the edge of my seat, and probably, if they can throw in there a twist that I don't see coming, would be cool.
0: And for me, I have to like the character. Like that's that's all I'm looking for. Because they're talking about how she's going to be around, and I don't see any situation where, um, someone can out Robbie D- Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. You know, like he's the character that everyone kind of latches on to because he's such a big, broad caricature of himself. I don't know anything about her other than what, like I said before, the um, people on the internet are saying about her. She was good in Kong Skull Island. She was what little they gave her to do. She did a good job with it. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, my kids have said they were excited. Girls, would you like to speak up maybe and, and tell us what you're looking forward to in this movie? Come on.
1: <laughs> That's a no, Ben. They're not excited about the movie.
0: Hey, well, I am a liar. <laughs> I have lied about my children.
1: You want me to repeat something I've already said, or? Well,
0: yeah. I mean, Ellen, nobody that's listening has heard you say anything about this movie before, so anything you repeat is not actually repeating. To them. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Are you excited about the movie? Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. What yes. are you excited about? Um. Uh, it's new, it's new, it's a new character. And it's a girl.
1: A girl, new character. Very cool.
0: So there's my kids, future podcasters. Very, very short podcasts.
1: Yeah, so, um, I think the next Marvel movie that's coming up that I won't have any idea what's going on is the Eternals movie. I'll just be lost.
0: Well, hopefully you won't be lost because the movie will be good and you won't have to know anything ahead of time uh, if that happens because they have not officially announced anything except they're talking about pre-production on Eternals, which doesn't mean it's actually happening. It's just in pre-production, pre-production on Black Widow, um, which is getting some there's some articles about that recently because of the I think the girl power side of things where here's another movie with a with a female lead. Um, and then obviously Spider-Man Far From Home and Avengers Endgame. So uh, aside from that, we really don't know what's happening, what's on the slate to come next. We don't know if there's going to be another Doctor Strange. We don't know if there's going to be another Thor. Um, because they're kind of holding everything to the vest until, until Endgame, <laughs> except for Spider-Man because... Sony's all, hey, we gots to get a trailer out because we can't wait on your timeline, Disney. So they did it. And we know now that Spider-Man survives past Endgame. I knew that
1: before. Unless this is all a dream as he's disintegrating and he's just <laughs> dreaming about Mysterio.
0: If they could pull that off, <laughs> sure, that'd be interesting. You're wrong, but <laughs> it'd be interesting. So... Um. okay anything else let's see and it looks like we're recording too this is this is working so our uh, this episode should hopefully not go the way of the Lego Movie 2 and the Alita Battle Angel episode.
1: speaking of which I am curious to see which I will like more this or Alita Battle Angel cause uh, Joe's posted a did you see the picture he posted up
0: I did I did and he's one of the people who started a thread that had people on it that were all, ah, this movie, we're going to hate this movie. And then everyone's saying, go see ba- Alita battle angel instead. Cause that one's good. And there's no agenda. So, okay. And that's where his, that meme came from is the idea of ignore Captain Marvel because of Alita battle angel.
1: Well, it doesn't. I didn't. I didn't take it that way. I took it as it's probably gonna. It could be better than Captain Marvel, which would be interesting.
0: No, you didn't take it that way because you hadn't seen the threads that gave it context. Context, but um, I want to be careful. You know, I, this is. It's goofy and it's silly, and I hate social media because it's it's so powerful, and yet people just don't. They don't try to understand each other. They don't try to look at things in her, in her view. You know, and to say. You know she's she's looking at all of these reviewers, and, and this is actually an interview with her where she's talking about how she goes on these press things, and she looks at all these people who are you know there for the press things, and they're all white men, and she's not seeing herself represented, she's not seeing other people represented, and so she's using her podium, yes, to stand up and say, you know, we need more representation from other diverse places. And so she then went out of her way when she did a big magazine uh, article, and said, uh, "You know, I'll do this, but the person who interviews me is going to be this particular person." And it's a, um, it was a, a female journalist who has cerebral palsy, you know, and she was saying, "You know, I've I've not seen uh, a journalist with a disability." do such a high profile thing. And so this is my opportunity to allow this person the the opportunity to do this. And, and I just, I'm looking at these things and I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing quotes that are getting taken out of context. I'm seeing quotes that are being, you know, intentionally taken out of context. I'm also seeing things that, you know, they're in context, but at the same time, people are getting more upset about them than I, yeah. Yeah. It just, it just frustrates me the way People just don't try and understand each other. People just don't try to understand context and understand people's um, people's experiences. And you know the, the the example I was given is that some people, you know they uh, I, I'm not gonna go there. We're just gonna stop there. So we were at the theater and I have uh, done my social media rant and Joe, I love you, it's nothing against you. And, you know, the guys who were posting on that thread, I just, I got frustrated reading it. And that's why I chimed in with my positivity, which was, I'm excited to see this movie. And so are my daughters. You wouldn't know it from this podcast right now, but, (laughs) but they are also excited. They all have their thumbs up right now as if to say, yeah, you know, this is a a audio only, (laughs) but um, anyway, uh, let's go inside. Let's get some popcorn. Let's sit down. Let's hopefully enjoy this movie. And if it's not good, it's not good. Um, and I know there'll be people who will be very excited that it's not good and it's not, not doing well, but I will not be one of them. All right. We're going to turn off the van. We're going to go inside. We'll be right back. And we're back. And all my teenagers are sitting in their seats after a, pretty lengthy battle over who's not sitting in the back. And uh yeah, we have seen the movie. And we're going to talk right now in the parking lot without any spoilers. Um what'd you think, Evan?
1: I liked it. It was good.
0: Yeah, did it did it meet your expectations?
1: Yeah. Uh not with the twist. I mean, with some twists. There were some twists that did surprise me. But nothing that like grabbed me, but still I liked the character. Uh it made me laugh a little bit and uh had some good good action and yeah.
0: I felt like this was a movie that the people making it were having fun making it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh and went back there, just wanna say if you liked it or not, tell tell us a thing that you liked it. I see a thumb going up. <laughs> I think this is going to be just a
1: Evan and Ben episode. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got my rankings here. It's been ranked, or no, it's been ranked on two lists. Okay. Okay. All right, let's let's hear them. So, in the two uh, the 2019 films that have come out this year that I've seen, it is number 2.
0: Out of 5? 7. Oh, okay. All right. And what was your other l- ranking?
1: The other ranking is uh From all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies.
0: And where does it rank for that?
1: Out of the 21 I have here, it is number 11.
0: Okay, so right in the middle then. All right. that feels about right. Okay. feels about right. This is good. It's solid. It's fun. And it's not, like, hugely special.
1: Yes. I would agree with that.
0: Uh, So, like, along the lines of of Ant-Man or Doctor Strange or something like that where you're just having a good time. You like the characters. And they do try and say something with the movie. I could see, um, especially uh, conservatives, being able to read into this things about um, how America stinks, or I could I could see it being read into that yeah, nice. there's a an agenda of. Um, I could see it being brought out as an anti-Israel movie. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can maybe talk about that another day, but <laughs> um, I, I could I'm just. In, in that case, I'm just heading myself off at the past, Like, okay, I'm going to see this on social media. I'm, I, I'm going to.
1: Ben, you, we talked about this before. Your social media is very different from my social media. Yeah. <laughs> my social media is largely a very happy place.
0: No, mine. Mine is too. It's just, it's these. It's there's a bunch of grumpy conservatives and angry liberals that are on my social media feed, and. And I just look at it and I'm like I want to get past this now, so I can get into like fun people who are posting fun reviews of movies that they like, instead of, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, um, what else? Uh, how how many stars do you give this? Four. Okay, and I haven't done it yet, but I, I'm thinking four.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a solid, good, fun movie.
0: Yeah, above average.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, if if you're looking at three as like an average, middle of the road. And then from well, there, you're going good and bad from three. I
1: think if you average out all the Marvel movies, you're going to get somewhere around four.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, all of them. Yeah. I mean, even being a middle-of-the-road Marvel movie is still a really good movie.
1: Right, exactly. So I think this is a middle-of-the-road... Mm... No. So this is... I don't know. It's in the middle of the Marvel well, movies.
0: It was, yeah, it was yeah, right so in the middle, of, yeah.
1: So it's it's not just a good movie. It's a very... Or a fun, I don't know. It's
0: an above average. I like it. <laughs> so, <had> um, <laughs> so we'll we'll uh, talk more as we're driving about um, some of those details and stuff. But um, yeah, there's there's just fun stuff. This you could see. This is linking up. Like we got space stuff going on and Earth stuff going on, and yeah.
1: some some fun world building.
0: And it's a prequel. Yes. I mean, really, it is just a prequel setting up a bunch of stuff
1: for the MCU. I also put it on another list. It's Evan's recommended viewing order chronologically of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this is number two on that list.
0: Yeah, whatever. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to start driving. And uh, after we start driving and I put my seatbelt on, spoilers.
1: Spoilers.
0: Spoilers. So part of my eh, whatever is just there's so many Marvel movies now. I'm never going to watch them in order ever again. Like I've watched them in theaters in order. And then right before Infinity War, I watched all of them in order chronological by release date uh, for. Well, I had to. That was what we were doing for a podcast for uh, the Welcome to the Infinity Initiative podcast. And so that's what we chose to do is because it was building up to the the release. It's you know all about the, the special date or whatever. I will never, ever do that again, because there's just so many of them.
1: Oh, I'll do it again. I guarantee you. You
0: have two kids now.
1: I'll do it again, Ben.
0: I'm, I'm just saying, you know. I got
1: two kids that need to watch them in chronological order.
0: Hey, whatever. So <laughs> I'm going to hand you the microphone, and we're going to start talking about this movie and how Coulson was so underused.
1: Yep, sure was. Okay, so we're pulling out of the parking lot. I just want to say this is what I put on my letterbox review. I am absolutely disgusted that Marvel can do a better Superman action sequence than DC can, and they don't—they're not even using the Superman character. Disgusting.
0: I was—I was reminded of Superman a, a couple times in this movie.
1: They even got the Superman music better than DC did in the Man of Steel movie.
0: Nah, I wouldn't agree with that. This, this had a good Stranger Things vibe going on with the music. I really? really, Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I guess with the synthesizer, yeah, yeah at some the, point.
0: The pulsing synth and stuff going. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. I can imagine that tomorrow on my lunch break when I'm doing my writing of uh, some superhero stuff, I'm going to see, you know, is this something I'm going to have to buy on iTunes or will this be on Amazon Prime or will it be on Spotify?
1: Cool, cool.
0: I'm hoping I don't have to <laughs> spend money on it is what I'm saying.
1: So, yes, uh, Coulson is very much underused. He didn't get nearly the action stuff that I wanted for him.
0: No, but you'll notice that even Nick Fury was only level three, right?
1: I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to the levels.
0: It, w- it was on his name tag
1: or on his, on
0: his uh, ID. He was level
1: three. Wasn't paying attention.
0: Not even level seven. And so, yeah, I mean, they've got some. They're still working their way up the ranks. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, I was hoping we had the post credit. I was hoping the post credit would take us not to end game quite so quickly. I was hoping to see her do a little more with the Skrulls and like find them a home.
1: Yeah, I'm very interested to see where we're going with the Skrulls because they're supposed to be Fantastic Four bad guys. And if we're getting the Fantastic Four, who's going to be their bad guy?
0: Doctor Doom, Galactus, um, Mole Man. Oh,
1: I really hope they never do Mole Man. <laughs> I hate
0: Mole Man. Yeah, I'm just saying there's <laughs> there's plenty to choose from with with all that. Annihilus, um, Annihilus would be cool, but I, I'm just I can see that being the next big big bag, like a Thanos kind of thing.
1: Oh, I'm hoping for Galactus, even though I guess they'd have to soup him up because he only destroys planets at a time where Thanos is. Killing the whole universe, half the universe.
0: And Annihilus is coming from other, other dimensions. And, and so the, the, you could do some fun things and interesting things with, you know, the, the galaxies being reshaped or something. I, I don't know.
1: My vote or my bet is on Kang, the Conqueror.
0: Uh, that's a possibility, too. So anyway, yeah, the Skrulls, that was like the Kree we knew were bad. And so they have already a couple people from the Kree that we've already seen them be bad. And if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at all, you've seen bad guy Cree. And sorry, kids, spoilers. But um, you've got, yeah, so the Skrulls are just straight up good guys just trying to get home and or find a home. And the Kree are super, super bad guys. It actually made for a nice story. And and I, I liked where it went with that, where the Kree really are, you know, we already knew they're bad. So the Skrull, I was kind of hoping that they'd end up with just two bad guys. Like, we're, we're, we're caught in the middle of a war between two, two uh, bad forces.
1: Yeah, and I'm kind of sad that none of our beloved Avengers turned out to be Skrulls. <laughs> Because I was really open that somebody would be a Skrull. Well, how, how? What do you mean? Like, so one of the Avengers that we've been watching in the movies the whole time, they've been a Skrull the whole time. You guys, look, ben, all of Ben's kids are laughing because they've not read the comic books where that exact thing happens. Yeah,
0: it, they, they couldn't really do that unless, um, although, oh, you know what could come out of that that would be really interesting would be one of the Avengers that we saw fade away in infinity war was a scroll and he's actually still alive on earth
1: i'm saying like black widow could be a scroll the whole time
0: the the, obviously the problem with that is that's a pretty long game and and it significantly changes a lot of stuff that are in production but then it also i mean it changes the whole the whole thrust of this movie with with that but
1: I was also disappointed that we didn't get a visual reference for the comic book version of the Supreme Intelligence, and they just chose to keep it as the human form person.
0: Yeah, I, that didn't bother me. Um, I was I was reminded though of uh, Deep Thought from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is just a, gi- a great big giant building. And so as they were walking in, I was just like, "Oh, it's Supreme Intelligence, Deep Thought. It's giant computer."
1: I was just remembering how good of a job they did with adapting Dormammu from the comic books, and they did it so well, and I was expecting something like that for the Supreme Intelligence, but we didn't get it.
0: And, and MODOK. Or not,
1: not mo- not MODOK.
0: MODOK. Not MODOK. Not uh, MODOK. Rats. I can't remember the, the scientist with the— Captain
1: America bad guy? Yeah. Yeah, who's the—
0: Arnim Zola. Arnim Zola. But anyway, um, what didn't you like, Evan?
1: What didn't I like? Ah, uh, it dragged a little in some places, but not nothing too noticeable. Um, let's see. I got one. Um, they
0: laughed at their own jokes a little too much, and they laughed at jokes that weren't funny sometimes.
1: Yeah. How about that? Uh, that method of uh, Nick Fury losing his eye.
0: <laughs> I'm okay with that. How about um the fingerprint on the tape? That was nice. How that's dumb. <laughs> that's so stupid. Oh, I liked it. I was like this <laughs> the scene was really funny and the, and the payoff was really funny, but no. No, oh,
1: this it's 90s technology. You could totally fool it with a fingerprint on a tape thing. No. No. Like
0: no cuz it's, because it's 90s technology. It, th- that wouldn't work. Like it wasn't that sensitive. Anyway, uh that 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 was kind of dumb.
1: Um I the payoff
0: with the joke that was funny. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, what is this person doing? there's a person driving slow in front of us with a bunch of stuff in their pickup truck that could fall out. You know what
0: they're doing? They are, they're looking for trash. I. They I, are. I bet they're looking for trash, and they're. Yeah, they see those mattresses. Look, they're turning. They see those mattresses, and they are going for it.
1: <laughs> I bet you're Ray's driving that car. Yeah. <laughs> To get some portions.
0: It is. They're backing up now. <laughs> they totally get those mattresses. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. Something else you didn't like? Anything else?
1: Uh, okay. Wait. Wait. It's coming to me. Oh, I think it was funny that we get some vague hints as to who took Fury's eye in previous movies, and the one that stands out to me is where he's like, the last person I trusted took my eye, and it was the cat.
0: i don't mind it at all i think that it was a little extreme because it was just like a a scratch right
1: yeah well and combined with his wound from earlier i'm sure that did something
0: and then all of a sudden the eye is just done you know but um yeah i i kind of wondered how much of an origin prequel thing is this going to be as far as prequels go I don't like it when prequels like just have to explain every single little thing. I like that. I, I know you do, but I, this one, this one didn't do that. This one was okay. We got Nick Fury. This is the adventure where he loses his eye, and then we also, you know, get the idea that this is the adventure where uh, Nick Fury decides, you know, it's shields not enough, and so he starts putting together a proposal for what's going to become <laughs> what starts out as the Protector Initiative, which I thought was really funny. But then, you know, that's going to become the Avenger initiative. And where did he get the name? He got it because of Carol, Carol Danvers. And so, and that actually was kind of nice. I mean, Avenger, Danvers, that would be the kind of uh, a nickname that you might get. Also, Goose, the cat's name, uh, clearly referencing Top Gun. Yep. Which this movie really, really had some vibes of Top Gun. Um, I talked about the other Captain Marvel that I was familiar with, Monica Rambeau. And when they had her name Maria Rambeau, I was just thinking to myself, wait a minute. That doesn't I... – was I wrong? Is it not Monica? But then as I'm thinking that through, I see that she's wearing that necklace that says Monica. And I'm like, "Okay, so there is a Monica Rambeau, but it's not her because she's not going to wear a necklace with her own name on it. And then it's the kid. It's the kid. And what's going to happen? When does Captain Marvel show up again? In Endgame, which takes place in 2000 whatever, 17 – and Monica Rambeau is going to be an adult now. And so Monica Rambeau could actually become a Captain Marvel or get some sort of photon light powers. So that, that could be kind of cool.
1: Yeah. I like how they, they, she got her powers from the Tesseract. That's kind of a neat way to tie her in a little bit more. Yeah, kind of. But the Tesseract was on the lab ship. Right. But they said it was still powering the core of that ship.
0: And she had traces of that energy within her, and yeah, and the thing that they were talking about—it it gave her the power. You know, we gave what what's given can be taken away. Um, when they take it away, it's actually inhibiting her power. Yeah,
1: they didn't give her the power. They were lying about that. Yeah.
0: So I I liked it. I liked this movie a lot. Um, not sure when I'm going to watch it again. I'm not in a rush to see it in the theater again, but I do have a friend who really wants to go. And so I may try and see it with him sometime here in the near future. And
1: yeah. Did you like it better than Alita Battle Angel? Hmm.
0: I'm, I'm going to say no. I, I mean, Alita Bandit Battle Angel is definitely a much different movie than this um, and had different weaknesses. Uh, but the strengths of that movie makes it something I, I really, really like that
1: movie. I'm with you. They both get four-star ratings, but for me, Alita is beating out uh, Captain Marvel for various reasons.
0: But that said, I would probably... Like, if I had them both in front of me next week and had to choose one, I would probably choose Captain Marvel.
1: Mm, I'd choose Alita. And
0: and I'm not sure why. No, I like them both, and they both have different strengths, different weaknesses, different character arcs. Um, Although they both uh, feature... Warriors, uh, warriors who have lost memory.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, all right. So we talked about what we liked, talked about what we didn't like. And about the
0: memory for a minute, because lost memory stories, though, they're, they're difficult. And sometimes they're difficult to watch, too, because the character doesn't even have their, the character doesn't even know who they are. And, and so you as a, as a viewer have a hard time relating sometimes. And, and that was probably the, the biggest weakness for me was is just way, wading through, you know, all the mystery of what's what's my identity, who am I, that kind of thing. Uh, it would have been nicer maybe to get a little more answers a little quicker.
1: Yeah, I did enjoy that scroll memory probe process. Yeah, that was very unique.
0: That was cool, and then the voices start talking. Hey, let me try. You know, that was yeah. that was good. I like that,
1: and like the way they do it is very interesting. It's like it's like using the brain. It's, and so instead of using like a digital interface where we're rewinding and going back and forward, it's like characters come in and out at random and it's very dreamy. I liked it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. And the other thing I, I loved the, the nineties <laughs> I did. I did when, uh, uh, Oh, at the, the final battle and they start playing the music and it's no doubts. I'm just a girl. And and they're using that as the fight sequence music. That was like as soon as the the intro to that song started, I started laughing because like, oh man, this is fun. Yeah, I I enjoyed the music choices. Um, do I think do they do they do TLC's? Don't go chasing waterfalls.
1: I don't know. I, think they did. I enjoyed the fight scene where she's fighting the whole ship barefoot, and then she goes back for her boots before she
0: leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it was an afterthought though. She runs by the door and. Re- Oh, and then she comes back,
1: and oh, another train. Okay. She, she didn't fight another train, but this is the second train that has come by us, the she podcasters. Didn't
0: she didn't fight a train, but she did fight on a train. Did she? B, yeah, the L.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, yeah, I'm curious where they go from here. But the post credit scenes, one showed us how Nick Fury got the (laughs) Tesseract from from Goose. And the other uh, showed us how they meet Captain Marvel in Endgame.
1: Yeah, and I think that's just going to be a scene from the movie, just kind of like they did with uh, Civil War and Ant-Man. They just showed that one scene.
0: Yeah, I I don't like it as much when they do that. I understand why they do it, but I'm with you. I'd rather they just give us something like showing the scrolls getting their home. <laughs>
1: That's just. That's for Captain Marvel too, because, which I'm. Maybe that'll be a prequel as well, because. Yeah. Uh, it could be. Because you've got Ronan the Accuser is saying, we'll be back for the woman, mm-hmm. and, but he's dead now in modern continuity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and the other thing with that is that you've got. Um, This this movie got past some of the other prequelitis things that happen, where you lose some tension because you know certain characters cannot die. So Rogue One, you watch that movie, and I remember watching the the trailer for that movie and thinking to myself, you know, anyone could die here, like they could kill off the whole cast, and they end up doing it. Um, But then Solo, as a prequel movie, they you know Lando's not going to die. Han's not going to, I mean, th- these are things. Han's not going to end up losing an arm in a battle or anything like that. What? But, but um, although the, was it Leet from, from Solo, the, the robot? The robot yeah. That was a surprise. Yeah. But in this movie, you had a couple characters like that, though. You had the guy from the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, and oh. you knew he's not going to die. And you had, um, oh, uh, well, uh, Ronan, Coulson. <laughs> Coulson Fury, um,
1: Captain Marvel.
0: Yes. Although that could have been interesting if they she killed died. her off at the end of the movie and then you're like, wait a minute, when Nick Fury called her, he, he, there's no one
1: to answer. Yeah, that would have been awesome.
0: <laughs> risky. That would have been really risky, but I I would have applauded that risk, just like with Rogue One. I, I applauded that with, with Rogue One as well.
1: Yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see the new Avengers because obviously a lot of our main guys are going to either die or not come back or become Odin or something. And so, because their contracts are expiring. So it'll be interesting to see who's sticking around for Avengers round two. Obviously Captain Marvel will be there. uh, Likely winter soldier, maybe vision. Maybe I,
0: the one, one place i would take issue with this again is is she she's so powerful so powerful like she was at that end battle which which superman battle was it that you were talking about was it the end one where she's flying around in space
1: yeah and she's just plowing through the ships and
0: yeah so she's so powerful they're gonna have to really work hard to do good stories with tension with with her uh it's, it's gonna be the same superman conundrum it's not a problem. It's a conundrum. It, it, they're just going to have to work hard at it. And uh but on that on the flip side, she can hang with Thor and she can hang with Thanos.
1: Yep. Yep. Um and the Hulk?
0: <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, um what else? What, anything else?
1: I think that's it for me. I mean, uh, we've talked about pretty much everything. Uh, Jude Law could come back in the sequel. Uh, because he didn't die. Yeah, they they definitely
0: set up a Captain Marvel two that takes place in ninety nine or something like that, or maybe maybe she prevents uh, Y two K or something.
1: <laughs> uh, I I bet you if they do a more, a second one, it'll all take place in space, and Howard the Duck will show up, and maybe some Guardians of the Galaxy people.
0: That that could be interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lot of ways they could go with that, and the other thing they could end up doing. Like, they could even bring in, you know, Grandmaster or something from Ragnarok, but it's a prequel, so it's him before he goes there or right, something.
1: and actually make him a threat. Like he is in the comic books, <laughs> not how he is in the movie. <laughs> I,
0: I like him in the movie, though. <laughs> I like him a lot. Uh, okay, so, we're almost home. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, have you seen the potholes on this? Yes, this is the worst train track, crossing in the state. Says Evan. <laughs> so,
0: um, yeah, so we've covered the driving conditions, and we've been stopped by a train, and we've talked about what we liked and didn't like. Uh, anything else from like, didn't like, theme? We've talked about character. Um, oh, you know, the character I really did like uh, is Maria Rambo. I really liked her, and um, I like the way that they related to each other, even I, I was afraid they're going to go so far as like you're going to remember everything because I just had this really nice pep talk and made you remember everything and, and they didn't they just remember their friendship you know and and it, it, that was good that was good um, the picture scenes where they're going through the photos that was uh, it was good there's there's some touching stuff going on there
1: I liked Ben Mendelsohn in this
0: yes yes and not a bad guy which was shocking. Has has he
1: ever not been a bad guy?
0: I have never seen him in anything where he was a force for positive. Let's put it that way.
1: And he's just weaseling his way into every major sci-fi geek franchise.
0: So Star Wars, Marvel, he was in Ready Player One. Um, what else?
1: There's another one. There's another big one that I know I'm missing. Oh, man. People are probably yelling at us right now. Oh, man. Oh, well. I know there's no... Oh, well. We'll uh, we'll say it next time if right I remember. Up, final words. Okay, final words are Captain Marvel was cool. And uh, even though she didn't say Shazam, so I don't know. It's not very comic accurate, but whatever.
0: It is funny, though. In one year, we're getting both Captain Marvels on the big screen. Yes. So... My final words are, hey, thanks everyone for listening and I hope you have a great day. Hope you see this movie and enjoy it, even if you see an agenda behind it.
1: And if you haven't, please go check out Alita Battle Angel and give that thing some money so we get a second one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because we're not getting a second one. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. But we need one. Same with Mortal Engines. Hey, thanks for listening. Have a great day and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David,
1: Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Lethel.
0: We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles,
1: reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter where we are at Strange and Alien or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash and Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 37 And once again,
0: thanks for listening. My kids, future podcasters.